I want to invite you to go with me, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Quiero invitarlo esta noche a Primera de Corintios capítulo 5 and verse 7. One phrase there out of the book of 1 Corinthians. Primera de Corintios capítulo 5 y el verso 7. Solamente una frase ahí que queremos tomar por lectura esta noche. This will be an Easter that we will never forget. And as we celebrate Good Friday tonight and as we celebrate Resurrection Sunday in a couple of days, we are told by the Lord Jesus Christ to remember him, to remember his sacrifice and to remember the cross. That's why we're here tonight. We're here to celebrate the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to reflect upon these words with you tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. Primera de Corintios capítulo 5 y el verso 7. The last phrase of the verse says, Christ, our Passover, also has been sacrificed. Dice la palabra del Señor Cristo, nuestra Pascua ha sido sacrificado. Would you bow your head with me? And let us pray. Father, we thank you for the promise of the word of God, which tells us of this great eternal truth, that Christ, our Passover, has been slain. We ask tonight that as we come to the word, that we would be reminded of the sacred gift of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that we would come in assurance of faith toward the Lord's table with gratitude in our hearts. We ask this in Jesus' name, and the church said amen. Amen. I want to speak tonight on this phrase, Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. Quiero hablar esta noche sobre esta frase, Cristo nuestra Pascua ha sido sacrificado, and then we will be receiving the elements of the Lord's table. Luego vamos a recibir los elementos de la mesa del Señor. First of all, we begin tonight acknowledging the word of God. Comenzamos esta noche uh, reconociendo la palabra del Señor. And not only in its text, but in its history. No solamente en su texto, pero también en su historia. When Paul says that Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed. Cuando Pablo dice que Cristo nuestro Nuestra Pascua ha sido sacrificado. He is making reference to the Passover lamb of the Old Testament. Él está haciendo referencia a la Pascua, el Cordero de Pascua sacrificado en el Antiguo Testamento. He is also making reference to the uh, celebration of the feast of Passover. También está haciendo referencia así a la fiesta de la Pascua. Now this year, the Passover occurred on Wednesday. Este año la Pascua aconteció el día uh, miércoles. Y uh, el año en que Jesús murió, the year that Jesus died, Passover occurred on a Friday. And so that's why we celebrate Good Friday. El año de la muerte de nuestro Señor 
la Pascua ocurrió un día viernes, por eso celebramos el día de Viernes Santo. Jesus would literally die as the Passover offering. Jesús literalmente sería sacrificado como el Cordero de Pascua. I want to invite you to go to the book of Exodus chapter 12. Quiero invitarlo a ir a Éxodo, el capítulo 12, esta noche. Y vamos a leer sobre la Pascua. We're going to read about the Passover and the Passover offering tonight. And as we read this Old Testament passage, al leer, leer este capítulo del Antiguo Testamento, podremos ver a nuestro Señor Jesucristo en él. We, when we read Exodus chapter 12, we will literally see the person of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, prefigured in this chapter. And I want to go verse by verse with you. Quiero ir verso con verso con usted para que usted me pueda oír y des distinguir los detalles de esta ofrenda antigua que son para nosotros una ofrenda hecha por nuestro Señor Jesucristo. You will remember that the nation of Israel was in Egypt for 400 years. Usted va a recordar que la nación de Israel estaba en Egipto por 400 años. God brought them out of Egypt through a marvelous deliverance. Dios los sacó de Egipto a través de una maravillosa liberación. This deliverance occurred in a, a series of ten judgments on the nation of Israel. Uh, on the, pardon, on the nation of, of Egypt. Este, esta liberación aconteció a través de diez plagas o juicios sobre la nación de Egipto. The last plague was the most difficult. La última plaga fue la más grande. And it was the death of the firstborn. Fue la muerte de los primogénitos en Egipto. The night that the angel came over the land of Egypt, la noche en la cual el ángel pasó sobre la tierra de Egipto, dice la escritura que todo primogénito en la, en la casa o en la tierra murió. Bible tells us that every firstborn died that night. Firstborn in the family, firstborn among the livestock, firstborn in the barnyard. Todo primogénito murió. En la familia, entre el ganado, todos los animales, el primogénito murió. The only way to avoid the death angel and the judgment of God was to observe the Passover. La única forma de evitar que este juicio llegara a la casa sería a través de la Pascua. Sería observando diligentemente los detalles que se presentan en el capítulo 12 de Éxodo. Only by observing the details given to us by the word of God in the book of uh, 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 Exodus chapter 12 could the nation of Israel be delivered from this judgment. Can I tell you tonight that these details pointed to the Lord Jesus Christ. Estos detalles apuntaban hacia nuestro Señor Jesucristo. So tonight I want to advise you as we go through this chapter that the only way to avoid the judgment of God, the only way to avoid a death and separation from God for all eternity is to come to the Passover, the Lord Jesus Christ. La única manera de evitar el juicio en tu vida 
o de evitar una muerte que te separe totalmente de Dios por toda la eternidad. Es de observar la Pascua, quien es el Señor Jesucristo. Look at Exodus chapter 12, if you would. Mire conmigo a Éxodo capítulo 12 y el verso 1. Now the Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall be the beginning of months. It is to be the first month of the year for you. First of all, I want you to notice that the Passover is the beginning. Creo, o quiero primero que usted reconozca conmigo que la Pascua es el principio. The Bible says that God told them this will be to you the beginning of months. Dice la Escritura, esto será para ustedes el principio. The beginning of the spiritual year of feasts for Israel would be the Passover. El principio del año uh, de culto de la nación de Israel sería la Pascua. Can I tell you, friend, that the beginning of spiritual life for you tonight is the Passover. El principio de la vida espiritual para tu vida es en la Pascua. The beginning of all spiritual life is the Lord Jesus Christ. La, el principio de toda vida espiritual es la persona de nuestro Señor Jesucristo. Listen, friend, if you have everything in life, but you don't have Jesus, you have not yet begun. Si usted tiene todo en la vida, pero no tiene a Cristo, no aún ha comenzado su vida espiritual. Spiritual life begins with the Passover lamb. La vida espiritual comienza con la Pascua. How many of you have begun with Jesus? ¿Cuántos han comenzado con Cristo? And then God said to Moses in verse 2, He said, uh, this shall be the beginning of months to you, the first month of the year. Speak to the congregation of Israel, saying, on the tenth of this month, each one is to take a lamb for themselves. According to their father's household, a lamb for every household. Luego dice la palabra del Señor, el Señor le dice a, a Moisés, dile a cada familia en Israel que tome un cordero. Y cada familia tiene su propio cordero. Every house must have a lamb. Listen, what is this teaching us? It's teaching us that you must possess the lamb for yourself. Esto nos invita a entender que tenemos que poseer a Cristo de nosotros mismos. Listen, the Bible says a lamb per household. Una, un cordero por cada casa. Can I tell you tonight that there is a desire on the heart of God that you would know him personally. Dios desea que usted lo conozca personalmente. Que usted lo tenga como su Señor. He wants you to have him as your Lord. It's not enough for him to be your neighbor's Lord. No, es, no basta que él sea el Señor de tu vecino. He must be your Lord. He wants to be your Lord. Él quiere ser tu Salvador. Say amen, somebody. He wants to be the Lord of your house. Now I want you to see something else with me. Because in Genesis, it was a lamb per man. In Genesis, era un cordero para un hombre. In Éxodo, es un cordero por familia. In Exodus, it is a lamb per family. In Leviticus, it is a lamb per nation. In Levitico, es uh, un cordero por la nación. 
Juan, when you get to John, though John the Baptist introduced Jesus by saying, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin, not of a man, not of a family, not of a nation, but the sin of the world. Can I tell you tonight, Jesus is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Cristo es el Cordero de Dios que quita el pecado del mundo. Y esta noche, Él llama a tu vida y dice, llévame a tu casa. Tonight, He says to you, take me home. Have you taken Jesus into your heart? Has tomado a Cristo en tu corazón? Then the Bible tells us in verse 4, now this is a household this, if the household is too small for a lamb, then he and his neighbor nearest his house can take one according to the number of persons, according to what each man should eat. You are to divide the lamb, and your lamb shall be unblemished, a male of the year of the first year, and you may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now we see what kind of lamb he was. Ahora vemos que forma de cordero él es. Verse 5 says, he is an unblemished lamb. Dice el verso 5, que él es un cordero sin mancha. Can I tell you tonight that Jesus is the unblemished lamb of God. Cristo es el cordero perfecto de Dios. Jesus came to the earth. He lived on the earth for 33 years. And he lived in absolute perfection. Cristo vino a la tierra. Murió sobre esta tierra y vivió en absoluta perfección. Jamás pecó. He never sinned. He never told a lie. He never shamed. He never did anything for which he would be ashamed of. Él nunca hizo nada de lo cual tuviera que avergonzarse. He lived a sinless life. Vivió vida sin pecado. The only man who's ever lived on the earth without sin was Jesus. El único hombre que ha vivido sobre la tierra sin pecado es Cristo. Y este Cristo fue sacrificado por nosotros. This perfect sin sinless son of God was sacrificed for you and for me. Jesus is the unblemished lamb of God. Cristo es el Cordero de Dios sin mancha alguna. Why, Pastor? Why did God require such perfection? ¿Por qué requerió Dios tanta perfección? You see, friends, only a sinless lamb can remove sin. Solamente un cordero sin mancha puede limpiar el pecado del mundo. What you and I needed was not a man who was a sinner like us. We needed someone who was greater than us. And that someone is the Lord Jesus Christ. He paid the price you could not pay so that you could receive that which you could not have received on your own. Jesus Christ is the unblemished Lamb of God. Cristo es el Cordero de Dios sin mancha. Then we read in verse 6. He says, you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. Luego leemos en el verso 6, y dice, lo guardarás hasta el día 14 del mismo mes. I want you to notice this. The lamb was to be chosen on the 10th day of the month and sacrificed on the 14th day. That meant if you, if you purchase the lamb on the 10th, 
You sacrificed it on the 14th. You had it for five days. Usted tenía que escoger su cordero. Lo escogía el día 10 del mes. Y lo sacrificaba el día 14. Cinco días. Usted tenía que vivir con el cordero. You had to live with the lamb for five days. Now let me ask you a question. If you were to bring a baby lamb home tonight, si usted se lleva un corderito hacia la casa esta noche, what would happen to that lamb and uh, your children? ¿Qué pasaría con ese cordero y con sus hijos? I know some of you that love your pets more than some of your own family. Uh, yo sé que algunos de ustedes aman uh, a su mascota más que algunas personas. And so I, I can imagine what would happen if you brought a lamb home. That lamb would become your pet. Uh, that lamb would become dear to you. Si usted se llevaba el cordero a la casa, ese cordero se hacía algo uh, muy uh, cerca de usted, muy digno. Y ahora, diez o cinco días después, lo tenía que sacrificar. Five days later, he would be sacrificed. What does this tell us? Yet God wants us to love the lamb. Dios quiere que usted y yo amemos al cordero. Que lo tengamos acerca a nuestro corazón. To draw near to him in our heart. The Bible says you shall love the Lord your God with all of your, with all of your heart. Dice la escritura que amarás a Jehová tu Dios con todo tu corazón. God is looking for a people who will love his son with all of their heart. Dios busca un pueblo que ame a su hijo con todo su corazón. How many of you love Jesus tonight? ¿Cuántos aman a Cristo esta noche? All right, I know you love Jesus, but are you in love with Jesus tonight? Yo sé que amas a Cristo, amigo. Pero estás enamorado con él. Fall in love with Jesus. That's the desire of God's heart. That you would draw near to him. Ese es el deseo del corazón de Dios. Que tú te acerques a Dios, a Cristo con todo tu corazón. And I'll tell you, friend, it's impossible to walk with Jesus daily and not absolutely fall in love with him. Es imposible amar a Cristo y caminar con él a lo diario y no enamorarte de él. The old song that they sang when I was a little boy, it said, I keep falling in love with him over and over and over and over again. This is the reality of every Christian heart. When you walk with Jesus, you will fall in love with the perfect sinless lamb of God, that one who is your comfort in days of trouble. He is your healer in the hour of sickness and disease. He is the redeemer of your flaws. He is the sustainer of your soul. He is the mighty God, the everlasting Father. Father and the Prince of Peace and tonight he wants you to know that he loves you with an everlasting love. Esta noche Dios quiere también que usted sepa que él te ama a ti con un amor perfecto. Let's keep reading. The Bible says you shall keep him until the 14th day of the month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation is to kill it at twilight. Now we read the time of the sacrifice. Ahora leemos el tiempo del sacrificio. Dice la escritura que el cordero tenía que ser sacrificado al 
ponerse el sol, antes de ponerse el sol. The word twilight represents the two evenings. Literally the two hours before the setting of the sun. In Israel, or in, uh, in the days of Jesus in particular, that would be between 3 and 6 o'clock at night. At 6 o'clock the day ended. En el día de el Señor, el día terminaba a las 6 de la noche. Entonces el cordero tenía que ser sacrificado entre las 3 y las 6. This offering had to be made between 3 and 6 o'clock. Actually, it would be more between 3 and 5 because then they had to go make preparations for the meal. Esto era aún más técnico entre que, en que tenía que ser sacrificado entre las 6 y las 3 y las 5 para poder ir a preparar la comida de la Pascua. Now the rule was that you had to sacrifice the whole nation had to offer the lamb at the same time. Toda la nación tenía que ofrecer este sacrificio entre esas dos horas. Can I tell you friends, Jesus died on the Passover. Jesús murió el día de la Pascua. And I want you to understand the details of the Bible. Quiero que usted entienda los detalles de la Biblia. Jesus had his last supper on Thursday night with his disciples. Jesús tuvo su última cena con sus discípulos. En el cual él inauguró la cena del Señor. It was then on, on Thursday night that he inaugurated the Lord's Supper. Then the Bible tells us that he was arrested that night. Luego él fue arrestado esa noche. And by nine o'clock the next morning, he was on the cross. Para las nueve de la mañana, el próximo día viernes, él estaba sobre la cruz. And Jesus was on the cross for six hours. Jesús estuvo sobre la cruz por seis horas. The Bible tells us that from noon to three o'clock, Darkness covered the earth. Por uh, la Biblia nos dice que de el mediodía hacia las tres las las tinieblas cubrieron la tierra y Cristo murió en tinieblas. Jesus died in the darkness. What day was it? It was Passover. What time was he crucified? Nine o'clock. What time did he die? Six hours later, three p.m. Jesús murió a las tres. De la tarde, tarde. Do you think it is an accident that Jesus died at the very hour when the Bible said the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed? Jesús murió no por accidente a la misma hora en la cual el cordero tenía que ser sacrificado. Jesus is our Passover lamb. Cristo es nuestro Cordero de Pascua. Él es el que ha sido entregado. It is he who has been delivered over for our justification. He died not by accident at the precise place and time of his, uh, of, of the scripture because of who he was. He was no criminal hanging on a cross. But rather, he was the unblemished lamb of God who had been offered for the sins of the world. And the Bible tells us that they were to take the blood of that sacrifice. Tenían luego que tomar la sangre de ese sacrificio y aplicarlo a la puerta de su casa. They would take this blood and they would apply it to the doorpost 
and the uh, top of their door. Aplicaban la sangre a los linteles de su puerta y entraban a la casa. The night of the Passover, they took the blood of the sacrifice. They put it on the two sides of the door and on top. Pusieron la sangre en la noche de la Pascua sobre la puerta y los dos lados de la puerta y entraron a la casa y fueron encerrados en la casa por toda la noche. They were then sealed in the house all night long. They were in quarantine, as it were. And when the angel of death came over Egypt, cuando pasó el ángel de la muerte sobre Egipto, cada casa donde estaba la sangre sobre la puerta recibía liberación. Every house where the blood had been applied received deliverance. And every house where there was no blood, death touched every firstborn thing in the house. La casa donde no había sangre, llegaba la muerte a cada primogénito. And friends, tonight, I want to tell you that there is still a stalking death in the world. It's not coronavirus, it's sin. It is sin that separates men from God. It is sin that destroys, and it is sin that will separate you eternally from the king. But can I tell you, if you will come to Christ, if you will make Christ your Passover lamb, if you will by faith apply his blood to your heart, you can be cleansed of your sin and be given eternal life through the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this blood still sets men free. This blood, still applied to the heart, can bring forgiveness and redemption. That's why through the ages of the church, we have sung about the blood of Jesus. Es por eso que a través de las edades de la iglesia, hemos cantado de la sangre de Cristo. We've sang, oh, the blood of Jesus, it washes white as snow. We've sung, are you washed in the blood? In the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb. We've sung this power, power, wonder-working power in the blood. Why? Because there is only one remedy for sin. And there is only one cure for every plague and every judgment. And it is the precious blood of Jesus. Somebody give him praise and glory for the sacrifice of the cross. Hallelujah. What a Savior. Jesus offered his blood on the cross that you and I might have redemption and remission of sins. Now I want to go to the latter part of the chapter. Go with me to verse 43. Ahora vaya conmigo al verso 43 del mismo capítulo. And the word of God says, The Lord said to Moses and to Aaron, This ordinance of the Passover, no foreigner shall eat of it. Dijo Jehová a Moisés, en el capítulo 43, esta ordenanza de la Pascua, ningún extranjero comerá de ella. Listen to that. No foreigner shall eat of it. Escuche bien. Ningún extranjero comerá de ella. They were going to take the roasted lamb and eat it for dinner. Iban a tomar este cordero y comerlo por la cena. Now the Bible said they were to eat the whole thing, leaving nothing out. Ellos tenían que comerse todo, dejando nada fuera. Can I just tell you that when it comes to Jesus, you must take him all or nothing. Cuando, es, cuando se trata de Cristo, 
se tiene que comer todo o nada. Alguien diga amén. Somebody say amen. You can't pick and choose. Usted no puede escoger. Yo quiero esto, no quiero aquello. Me gusta esto, no me gusta aquello. When it comes to Jesus, it's all or nothing. Have you taken all of him? Has recibido la totalidad de Cristo? Now listen. The Bible said, no foreigner shall eat of it. This Passover meal was so holy, so righteous, so weighty in its impact that no one who was not a member of the covenant family of God could participate in it. Verse 45 says, no traveler could eat of this meal. Ningún uh, que venía de paso podía comer de esta cena. And I tell you tonight, friend, the covenant meal belongs to the covenant people of God. The drifter, the passerby, the sojourner, the one who says, let me try Christ. It's not for you. No, friend. This meal is for those who have given their whole life to God, who've decided to follow him no matter what. They're not trying or testing anything, but they've entered into a covenant of faith with God, and they are in it for the long haul. I want to ask you tonight, are you a mere traveler? Are you just tasting the Christian faith? It could be that the coronavirus will reveal many travelers in the church, many who say, you know, this Christian thing was good for the good times, but I don't know if I want to go through it, uh, go through with it in the hard times. But there is a remnant of believers, and there is a rising harvest of those who will say, God, I'm all yours all the time, no matter what season, no matter what epoch, no matter what crisis, no matter what emergency, I belong to you. I'm a covenant child of God. Oh, friend, when you are a covenant child of God, you've been adopted into the family of God, you belong to him through thick and thin, through right and wrong. Through ups and downs, we belong to Christ, and he belongs to us. The Bible said, the hired servant shall not eat of it. People who are in it for pay. People who say, God, I'll be in your covenant family when things are good. But I'll abandon ship when things get hard. The meal is not for you. It's for those who've made a full commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that this was to be a circumcised people. Those who had entered into covenant with God could receive the covenant meal. Are you able to receive the meal tonight? Are you able to receive the Lord's table? You say, Pastor, how do I know? Or you receive it, you know if you've put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you've made a commitment of all of your heart to him. Now, 2,000 years after the Passover, Jesus came to the earth. And the night before he died as our Passover lamb, he took the Passover feast and the Passover meal, and he made it his own. He let us know that that pointed to him. And he gave us a meal that we would share until he comes. He said, this is my body and this is my blood. And he gave us two symbols, the bread and the fruit of the vine. These two symbols were part of the Passover feast. 
El Señor Jesucristo nos dio dos símbolos de la Pascua o dos símbolos de la cena del Señor para recordarlo a Él. Estos dos símbolos son el pan y el fruto de la vida. I want to ask you to prepare to receive the Lord's table in just a few minutes. But first I want you to look at the symbols with me. First of all, I brought a piece of matzah bread. Primero traje un pedazo de pan, el cual usan los judíos para la celebración de la Pascua. The matzah bread is the Jewish bread used for Passover. It is made according to the recipe given to them in the book of Exodus. Este pan es hecho de acuerdo a la receta dado, dada a ellos en la nación de Israel. And this bread represents Christ. Este pan representa a Cristo. If you could get a good look at it, you would notice three things. First of all, it's razor thin. Primero, este pan es delgado. Why is it thin? Because it is unleavened. Este es un pan sin levadura. In the Bible, leaven represents sin. It represents the influence of sin. En la Biblia, la levadura representa el pecado. La influencia del pecado en nuestra vida. When leaven or yeast gets into flour, it causes the bread to rise. El pan que recibe levadura comienza a subir, a crecer. Pero el pan sin levadura permanece así. God told the nation of Israel, I want you to eat the Passover with unleavened bread. El Señor le dijo a Israel, quiero que coma la Pascua con pan sin levadura. Why? You know now why? Because Jesus is the unblemished lamb of God. ¿Por qué? Porque Cristo es el Cordero de Dios sin pecado. There was no leaven in Christ. No hay levadura en Cristo. He is the bread of life. Él es el pan de vida. And there is no imperfection in him. Y no hay imperfección en él. You'll also notice the burn marks upon the matzah. También verás la quemadura sobre este pan. That represents the body of the Lord Jesus Christ being sacrificed for our sins. Esto representaría el dolor de la cruz y el sacrificio de nuestro Señor Jesucristo. And if you could look at this bread, you would see that there are tiny little holes in this bread. También hay pequeños agujeros en este pan. The entire bread is pierced. Todo el pan está, uh, eh, eh, tiene agujeros uh, uh, para representación del cuerpo de nuestro Señor Jesucristo, el cual fue inmolado por nosotros. It represents the pierced body of our Lord Jesus Christ. He was pierced in his forehead by the crown of thorns. He was pierced in his hands and feet by the nails. He was pierced in his side by the Roman uh, spear. And he was pierced on his back by the cat of nine tails. He is the bread of life whose sacrifice and whose piercing has provided our redemption. The scripture tells us that he was wounded for our transgressions. 
And he was pierced through for our, for our iniquities. Dice la escritura que él fue herido por nuestra rebelión y molado por nuestra, por nuestra transgresión. Cristo es el pan de vida. On the night of the Passover, Jesus took the matzah and he broke it. En la noche de la Pascua, Jesús tomó el pan y lo quebró. Now in Jewish tradition, part of that bread is hidden away for the rest, for the, the latter part of the meal. En la tradición judía, la, una parte del pan se esconde para recibirla después. That represents the fact that the body of Jesus was torn. Esto representa que la, el cuerpo de nuestro Señor Jesucristo fue quebrantado por nosotros. When you break the bread tonight, you are remembering the broken body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Al tomar el pan esta noche, usted recuerda el cuerpo de nuestro Señor Jesucristo que fue partido. But that piece of bread that is hidden away at the beginning of the meal and brought out later, ese pedazo de pan, el cual es escondido, la primer parte de la cena y revelado al fin de la cena. That part that is revealed at the end of the meal reminds us of this, that the body of Jesus was hidden away for three days, but at the end of three days he arose with power and great glory in resurrection life. Hallelujah! What a Savior! Esa parte escondida nos recuerda que el cuerpo de nuestro Señor fue escondido en la tumba. Pero al tercer día, Él resucitó. También tenemos la copa. We also have the cup. I assure you that this cup is much finer than the cup our Lord had. Sin duda esta copa es mucho más fina que la copa de nuestro Señor. The fruit of the vine reminds us first of all of the goodness of God. El fruto de la vino recuerda primero de la bondad de Dios. Tonight when you take the cup, you taste the sweetness of it. Remember the goodness of God. The Bible calls the land of Israel a land flowing with milk and honey and a land where the nation of Israel would taste the grapes. Dice la escritura que la tierra de Israel era una tierra fluyendo leche y miel. Una tierra donde el pueblo aprevaría el fruto de la vi, de la uva. Al tomar el jugo de la uva esta noche, recordamos la dulzura de la bondad de Dios. Tonight the world is in a terrible crisis. Esta noche el mundo está en una crisis. The American people are in a crisis. La nación de Estados Unidos está en crisis. But there is a place where there is no crisis. Hay un pueblo, hay un lugar donde no hay crisis. That is the kingdom of God. Eso es el reino de Dios. Are you part of the kingdom of God? Es usted parte del reino de Dios? Then tonight you can taste the goodness of God. Esta noche usted puede tomar el sabor de la bondad de Dios. Listen, friends. No matter how serious things may get, you will know if you'll walk with God. 
The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And tonight and every night, in crisis or not in crisis, our God is a good God. And the cup of blessing is in our life. Nuestro Dios es Dios bueno. Y la copa de bendición está en nuestra vida. Jesus took the cup. Jesús tomó la copa en la noche que fue entregado. And he said, this is a new covenant in my blood. The covenants of the Old Testament were made with blood. Los pactos del Antiguo Testamento eran hechos en sangre. The blood of a sacrifice. La sangre del sacrificio. Tonight as we receive the Lord's table, we remember that we also have taken the cup of his covenant. And we didn't shed a single drop of our blood. He shed his blood for us. The unblemished Passover lamb shed his precious blood for us. Now we taste the goodness of God. Now we enter into this covenant, not through our blood, but through his. And through our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. When you take the cup tonight, remember that it is the blood of Jesus that protects you from sin and its power, from death and God's wrath, from sickness, disease, and plague. And it is the precious blood of Christ that covers our homes tonight by faith. Would you now prepare the cup and the bread Let's worship the Lord a moment more, and then we will receive the Lord's table.